Welcome back to another episode of the Between the Mics podcast. I'm your host, Ty Ferguson, and I'm joined tonight by Derek Shamley, coming to you tonight to break down last week's Georgia win over the Missouri Tigers and to preview the upcoming SEC East matchup final SEC game of the regular season for the Dogs against the Tennessee Volunteers in Neyland Stadium. So um, coming off a big win against Missouri last Saturday, final score ended up being 43-6, to so another dominant win for Georgia. Offense firing on all cylinders, defense still playing phenomenal um, in all facets of the game. Just really happy to see the team really gelling and really clicking at this time of the year. Um, Derek, what are your initial thoughts on the the win over Missouri last Saturday? Well, I mean, I think comments by guys like N'Kobe Dean and then Kirby Smart after the game, you know, talking about, I mean, we just blew this team out, destroyed them, and they're still upset because they felt like they didn't tackle well. Just showing you that mm-hmm. high that Georgia's got right now. I feel like that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, I agree. Um, the team definitely wasn't happy with their performance. I mean, we ended up winning the game by 37 points, and it, it's just a testament to the standard that we play to that the team wasn't happy. I mean, we gave up six points, but the defense also knows that they gave up 120, 121 rushing yards. I would say it's probably um, maybe the second most we've given up all year. I think Florida had a good game against us the previous week, but yeah. Missouri – coming into the game wasn't known as like a, a ground and pound rushing attack. So they, I definitely agree with the, the sentiment that the defense had. I don't think we did a great job in tackling their quarterback um, when their quarterback had some design runs or just scramble drills. Um, it's something that will need to be kept much tighter against Tennessee this weekend. We know that they like to run the quarterback. So um, it, it's one thing that maybe could be worried about about this Saturday's game. But the biggest thing that I came away from in our game against Missouri was just our inability to run the ball. I mean, we ran the ball, we had 168 yards, um, 33 carries. Um, that's a five-yard average, but we know that a lot of that came late in the game in some garbage time. Um, we ripped off a few big runs, but and then Kyrus Jackson had a jet sweep, but – Running back production, Samir White, James Cook, um, none of them really got had a great game or could ever really get anything going, and that's really shocking when you look at coming into the game. Missouri was literally ranked last in the FBS in rush defense, 130 out of 130. So that's something that I definitely want to see improvement from is just the overall success in running the ball. Yeah, I, I think before that, that game too, I feel like I completely got it wrong. I was like, you know what? We're going to run all over them. I was like, no matter what else happens, we're going to be able to run the ball all over this team. But the only thing I can think of is they put such an emphasis on that too, being dead last. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, we're Georgia. We're always able to run the ball. Uh, Seem to put a really big focus on it. I just wanted to say something else too, though, kind of going back to the, you know, the high expectations that, um, our coach has, our players have, you know, for our team, that high standard. And now us as fans, you know, we're so spoiled because I find myself getting upset at, in these games, the Missouri game, even the beginning of the, you know, the Florida game a little bit. We end up destroying these teams. 
But it's like I'm not satisfied at some parts of the game because I even find myself with that standard of, man, we're supposed to be doing this and that. And it's like, we are. It's just we're not perfect. You know, and you can't have that. We're just trying to chase it. Yeah, I mean, me and you, we watched the Florida game together, and we both came away from that game just really just not satisfied with the performance. So we really we struggled on offense against Florida, and um, we were hoping for a bounce-back performance against Missouri, and I do think we got it, but I don't think we got it in the way that we both anticipated, like you were saying. Um, coming to the game, we would have expected to to run the ball and run the ball successfully, break off some chunk plays, and Stetson have to throw the ball seven or eight times to really get and then just get out of there with a still a 40 point win. But I mean, Stetson only completed 13 passes, but um, he was hitting some explosive plays. He averaged 14 yards of pass, um, 255 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, JT Daniels got into the game. And so it was nice seeing him get back into game action. Um, 7 11, 82 yards, a touchdown. He also did have the one interception where he threw the ball behind. Uh, Jermaine Burton so that was unfortunate but um, I I do I did like seeing our offense be explosive through the air um, whether that's with Stetson or whether that's with JT at quarterback um, we're starting to get healthy at receiver Jermaine Burton's back uh, from Karis Jackson's looking healthy um, we hear we're hearing rumblings more and more every week great or George Pickens is doing more and more practice so I do think it's only a matter of time before we are 100% fully healthy um, and we're really turning into a dangerous offense at this point in the season where we really need it. Yeah, it's pretty scary. I, I feel like I've always heard Georgia being described as like a sleeping giant, um, obviously the program in general. But I, I feel like also this year kind of going – or it's crazy to say it because we're so good, but we have the potential to be so much better with all these offensive players coming back, you know. And the defense, I feel like, still learning. I feel like this Tennessee game is going to be a great learning experience for them. They're going to face an offense that they haven't really faced yet, you know, type of offense um, that I think will be great going forward, you know, facing potentially another team that passes very well. Yeah, the, the one thing people have said about our defense all year long is, like, they haven't played a great offense. Well, we, we know from watching this season that Tennessee will – and they do have a great offense, and they're built to – they do run the ball very successfully with Tyon Evans and Hendon Hooker. They're um, starting running back and quarterback, but they're trying – they're going to try to hit some explosive shots down the field. Um, Darion Kendrick and Keely Ringo are going to have to play solid on the outside. Seen's going to have to play good on the back end. Um Latavius Breen is going to be tested. So it's going to be a big week for the secondary. Um, I do know that pro football focus – um, have Darion Kendrick and Keely Ringo at one and two in um, passes defended. I, th I think they're like the two highest rated corners um, in college football this year, giving up just the fewest passes against. But I don't know if that's just they haven't been tested um, or, I mean, they've just been sincerely doing that outstanding on the outside. Um, so it's going to be a fun matchup to watch this Saturday with our offense or our defense rather versus the Tennessee offense. Yeah, you know, I think I'd be lying if I if I said I wasn't a little bit nervous about kind of the beginning of the game, um, getting into it. I feel like Tennessee's going to come out and try to punch us in the mouth really quick, quick with some explosive plays. Uh, mm -hmm. And if 
I feel like they might succeed at that. But I also feel that this is a team, I feel like they could get up 14, 17 points on us really quick. And I wouldn't be worried about losing the game. I would be upset as I'll get out and mad. I know I will be. But I'm not worried about losing this game, even if that explosiveness rears its head in the beginning of the game. I feel like the longer this game goes on, we're going to wear this team down. Um, You know, I I think Hooker is going to get his numbers. He's gotten his numbers against now four weeks in a row, two versus pretty good defenses. Um, It's just something I feel like I got to kind of be ready for. I feel like it's something Mm -hmm. that Herbie, too, has repeatedly said over and over in press conferences. You know, it's really hard to replicate this in their own practices. But you can tell every time he's talking about it, it's like he's been getting he's been looking forward to this game and trying to get this defense ready for uh, Tennessee in this passing offense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so kind of leading into Tennessee, um, we, you kind of said it there that you feel like Tennessee could maybe jump on us a little bit. They have it. They do have an explosive offense. Um, Bayless Jones on the outside. They've got a lot of good receivers. Um, Cedric Tillman, Javante Payton, Jalen Hyatt. They've got some skill guys on the outside who can really do damage when you get, they get the ball in their hands. So it's like you said, it's something that the Georgia defense may not have seen. It's an offense that we haven't really gone against this style. I mean, they play the fastest pace in college football. They're running like 2.9 plays per minute, which is just absurd when you think about that. Um, so just the Georgia defense is going to have to stay fresh. And if Tennessee is able to um, hit some explosives and put up some points early in the game, um, what do you think will happen with our quarterback situation this year? Um, I know right with the last six weeks, I feel like we've started Stetson Bennett um, and we felt comfortable doing so because we were in a game that we knew, Hey, our guys are better than their guys. They're, we're going to be able to play ball control offense, dominating defense, and just suffocate teams and put up 30 points and win going away. Um, against the Tennessee team that can score points in bunches and score them really quickly, um, how do you feel like our quarterback situation will go on Saturday? Do you think we maybe see JT Daniels early in the game? Do you? How do you? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I just really don't. Uh, I would love to see it personally. I don't feel like n- nothing has changed enough for, uh, for like to warrant that. I wish it would, but I feel like Stetson's played very well. Um, Kirby's big on him. Um, and I, like this being said, I think Tennessee might jump out early with a really you know good on offense, but their defense is awful, uh, honestly. I, I don't feel like they're going to mm-hmm. do anything to really affect Stetson in the offense. So I feel like he should – you know, we should be kind of solid in that front, too. Maybe struggle because of the weather, you know. We're playing there in November. It's going to be cold. It's away. You know, maybe struggles a little bit. Um, I don't know. We'll see how many points we put up kind of by halftime. Then I, I would like to see maybe Kirby trying out JT. Um, I do want to say something else really quick, too, though, is because I'm guilty of this. I've been saying it. You know, Georgia probably hasn't seen a passing offense like this this year. But that doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't mean that we're just going to lose the game. I mean, you go into this game, yeah, we haven't seen it. Oh, absolutely. I think that affects you for a quarter. I, I think Tennessee could win a quarter against us. Once adjustments mm-hmm. are made, once we see it, see this offense that we haven't seen, I mean, 
we still got the game to play. You know, I feel like you get exposed to it, get all those those licks out of your system, get all that stuff out, and I, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. Um, I do. I anticipate Tennessee coming out on a hot and getting off to a hot start. I mean, Kirby's talked about it in all his press conferences leading up to this game that that tempo, um, however we try to prepare for it, and Kirby has said, like you've mentioned, we've been trying to prepare for it for weeks. We haven't just now started getting ready for Tennessee. Kirby's been ready, been practicing the defense against tempo the last few weeks to get ready for the type of speed that Tennessee is going to try to play at. So I do feel comfortable with that. But like he's also mentioned, it's impossible to practice against that speed until you truly see that speed. So um, I do think Tennessee comes out hot early in the game, getting us out of rhythm with just how fast they're playing. They're going to catch. I wouldn't be surprised if they catch us trying to sub and maybe hit us for a 12 minute on the field or just a silly penalty with guys being out of position. Um, But eventually, like you mentioned, we're going to settle in. We're going to, we're going to get used to the the speed that they're playing at. And I just, it comes down to the same thing that Austin and I really mentioned when we were broke down the Florida game, like just our guys are better than their guys. I mean, yeah, it, when it comes down to a game like this, like our talent eventually is just going to take the game over. And I think we win the game going away. Um, with that being said, I do think it might be a challenge to us. I think it's going to be maybe a second half game. We haven't been in many second half games, so it'll be it's going to be really fun to see it. It's going to be fun to see it in person. I'm going up to Neyland Stadium this Saturday. It'll be my first time ever going to Knoxville and going to Neyland Stadium, so I'm looking forward to that atmosphere. Um, just hope they don't get too many chances to sing Rocky Top. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And here's another thing. You know, we we know about Tennessee's time possession stat last week against Kentucky. Um, mm-hmm. Incredible that they pulled that win out with the stats they had because uh, by all means it looked like Kentucky had better ones. So I say that to say this. Since they're dead last in that possession stat line, I mean, mm-hmm. they're really going to have to score against Georgia. I mean, if they don't take advantage of that opportunity, and again, they're playing against an incredible defense. So if they don't score, I feel like every time that they have the ball, they're mm-hmm. really able to get the ball back, you know. And I, th- I mean, it's going to be like forty to twenty minutes, you know, possession time. And I feel like Georgia, like I said, is going to wear down on them uh, again. Yeah, I'm, I agree. And and I want to say I saw a stat, and I, and I might be wrong, and I shouldn't be recording myself saying a stat that I'm not sure of, but. I want to say that I think that Tennessee only got three stops, three, two or three stops in that game against Kentucky last week. Um, one was a pick six that Tennessee scored on. One was the fourth down play at the very end of the game on Kentucky's last drive to seal the game and maybe the end of a half. Other than that, I think Kentucky scored on almost all of their possessions last weekend. Um, right. And yeah, like you said, that time of possession is not a recipe for success for Tennessee this no. Saturday against us. Um, if the, if we're on the field for 45 minutes, it's going to be really, really ugly for Tennessee because I do think our defense, 
I'd be shocked if they scored more than 24. I mean, I can't see them getting anywhere higher than that number. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason. I, what is it? Two teams since 1943 have had similar time of possessions as Tennessee, them mm. included in the two. And those were the only two times that those teams won. So, like you said, not a recipe for success. Um, I mean, it's incredible they pulled that win out. I feel like if that story is similar, though, it's it's going to be really difficult for sure. But, I mean, hey, let's, let's give credit. I mean, to Tennessee as well, too. Like, I was kind of looking at some of their stats, some of this um, hooker, the passing offense. You know, I looked back at his last four games. Um, first, I saw, so Tennessee, they're averaging 240 passing yards, which is only ranked mm. 96 in the nation. So it's like, okay. But, you know, kind of early in the year, kind of struggled some here. So I looked back at their last four games, and I got to give it to Hooker. The guy's been super efficient. 15 of 20 versus Kentucky for 316 yards and four touchdowns. 19 of 28 versus Alabama in a loss, but with 280 yards, three touchdowns Mm -hmm. and a pick. Ole Miss, 17 of 26, 233 and a touchdown. Then he had 108 rushing yards there with a touchdown. He's their second leading rusher. And versus South Carolina, he was 17 of 23 for 225 yards, three touchdowns, 66 yards rushing and a touchdown. The guy's been going off. I mean. I'll give that to him. He's been playing very well. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's very productive with the ball. He doesn't make mistakes too often. He's only thrown two interceptions all year, um, yep. 21 touchdowns. Um, he's completing 70% of his passes, which is right where you want. So, I mean, he's he's executing the offense exactly like their court, like their coach Josh Heupel wants. And it just it makes you wonder, man, how did this guy not start their first two games? They – they lost yeah. to Pittsburgh in week two and a game that, man, I feel like if you start this kid, yeah. you win that game going away. So Must not be a practice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you never know. I yeah. know. So kind of getting into the keys of it for the game. Um, we both obviously are picking Georgia to win and picking us to win convincingly. What would be something that Tennessee has to do to stay in this game against us on Saturday? I think we've been saying that they need explosive plays. You know, they're not going to be able to run the ball. Uh, they're not a team that holds the ball and they get a first down, ten, you know, seven to ten yards here, that kind of thing. They're going to be downfield, big plays, and they need that to work. I feel like mm-hmm. if even that doesn't work once or twice, I feel like they're really going to struggle. I feel like everything mm-hmm. needs to go right for them, and it could. And I, I do think they have a chance if that happens, which I think is very rare for any team, you know, not named 2019 LSU, maybe 2020 Alabama to pass yeah. this one, you know? Uh, yeah. For, uh, for me, for me, I, the way I see Tennessee needing to keep it close, I, I do think they, they have to keep the time of possession somewhat even. Um, we can't have 45 minutes possession like Kentucky did. Um, right. I think they need to manufacture some drives. And I think if they're hitting – one play explosive drives. I don't think it's a good recipe for them because eventually yeah. I, those, I mean, those run out, you know, like you said, right. it's, it's tough to keep continuously keep that string of plays going. So I think Tennessee is going to have to be able to manufacture drives against us. Seven, eight, nine play drives. Um, the end in points. I think that they're going to have to run the ball successfully um, to set up play action pass because um Tennessee's quarterback, Kendon Hooker, has been sacked 27 
times on the season. They've wow. given up a total of 33 sacks on the season, which would be the worst in Power 5 football. So Dude, I great. feel like if Tennessee cannot run the ball with any type of consistency, um, the stats show that if Georgia can just – if the Georgia knows the pass is coming and we can just pin our ears back and go um, – I do feel like we will be very successful in getting to Hooker and getting him on the ground, um, which is just not going to be a good recipe for success for Tennessee. So um, thankfully I, I do see us being able to stop the run and I, I think it's going to be a long night for Hooker. I think we're going to get him on the ground a few times and just make things really, really tough for him. Yeah, I agree. And something else, you know, he's a, he's their second leading rusher. He's been doing very well at that. I just don't really feel nervous with Georgia, though, I feel like that's a recipe that some teams have tried to kind of execute against Georgia and just mm-hmm. haven't really been able to get there. I mean, you look at Florida's QBs, um, a few games early in the season, too. You've kind of had those guys who are really good at that, and I just feel like Georgia can stop that really well. I'd like to see Georgia, too. We've, we mentioned it, how they struggled running the ball last week. This would be a nice game to kind of get back into that. Grind out those drives that we're talking about. Uh, obviously, colder game probably don't know how the weather's going to be that's going to be better for a a rushing team i'd really like to see them kind of pound the ball kind of be a physical game yeah i I definitely could see us i think we're going to be kind of the same formula kentucky used last week i mean kentucky's on offense is pretty similar to what we want to do and we want to run the ball and hit them with play action shots down the field um kentucky was able to run the ball very successfully against tennessee I think our offensive line, I think our running backs is better than what Kentucky's got. Um, And Tennessee is also 13th out of the 14 teams in the SEC against the pass this year. So um, I do think they're going to be really susceptible to play action shots, especially if we're moving the ball really well on the ground. So um, I look for Brock Bowers to have a big game. I look for Darnell Washington to have a big game. Jermaine, Kiaris, I, I think all the wide receivers get on on the action again this week. I think we're going to run the ball successfully. And I mean, I really do think we win this game going away. Um, so I'm really looking forward to getting up there and just watching another, watching the dogs get another chance to prove people wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of looking at some stats here too. You know, uh, I'll see the most passing yards we gave up this year, 272, you know, at Auburn. Um, and I feel like, they weren't able to run the ball very well, kind of focused on that. And still 272 yeah. and a blowout loss. You know, I, I think that's Tennessee's formula here, obviously. Uh, I mean, also Georgia's eighth in the country against the pass, 150 yards a game. I just feel like it's just not going to bode well for them uh, eventually. Um, but again, you know, I, Hooker's great. I was kind of looking around too, you know, so passing, passing efficiency this year. He's fourth in the country at 190, that metric. Who do you think is third? Mm, I don't know. It's your boy, Stetson. That's been his Stetson, third. Okay. Oh, yeah. Third in the nation. I thought that was a pretty interesting little thing here. It, I just thought yeah. it was kind of comparing, honestly, Hooker and, I mean, Stetson just as far as efficiency is close to his other guys. But, I mean, mm-hmm. you said Hooker's only thrown two picks this year with, what, I think 21 touchdowns. You look at guys like Bryce yeah. Young. He's 28 touchdowns, three picks. C.J. Stroud's 25 and five, and Kenny Pickett's 29 and three. So we're definitely yeah. not uh, a scrub at all. So I'm definitely excited to kind of watch this matchup. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we've kind of we've broken it down. We both kind of hinted at where we're leaning. Um, the line set at twenty. Um, give me your final score, and do we cover the twenty points? Yeah, we cover. Um, I think, I think at most this team scores like probably twenty four points, like you said. But I would probably lean. I'm gonna lean seventeen points for them. Okay. I mean, I think we'll. I think we'll beat them. Forty to seventeen is what okay. I'm gonna final score. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm kind of leaning the same way. I also have us covering the 20. Um, and for me, I think I think we're going to hit some explosive plays, like you, I said earlier. I think we're going to be able to ground the ball on the ground, like on the ground, run the balls. Amir White, big game, I think. Um, and I do think we're going to hit some explosive deep balls to just break the game open. Yep. Um, I'm looking at something. I'm going to make my prediction at 45 to 20. I think 45 to 20. It's yeah. a good number. I do think that they're going to hit us for some explosives. I think that they're going to score the most points on us this year than anybody has to this point. Um, but still, 20 points against the offense that Tennessee has and the type of numbers that they've been putting up is a very respectable showing. Um, so definitely looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into our other picks against the spread for the rest of the SEC games on Saturday. Um, we'll start off in Tuscaloosa, um, Alabama, New Mexico State is coming to town. So Alabama's getting their final non-conference game of the season out of the way against New Mexico State. Um, and obviously Alabama is favored by 51 and a half. Um, so kind of quick against uh, just quick analysis right there. Um, do you see Alabama covering 51 and a half? I mean, I guess so. It's, that's just a ton of points. They're definitely that much better than this team. I just wonder how yeah. how they on the gas for that. That's crazy. But, yeah. I mean, I might want to go against them there, I guess. Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, to put up 50-something points would be crazy, even for the team they have. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the same way. I do see Alabama covering 51 and a half. Um, New Mexico's one and eight, um, and they've lost to teams such as New Mexico, San Diego State, uh, Hawaii, San Jose State, and Nevada. Um, so uh, Alabama, needless to say, is a drastic step up in competition from those schools. <laughs> how so do you get? I do think. How do you get the team fired up to play Alabama? You want it? <laughs> I, I just don't know. It's ridiculous. I would hate to be in that locker. <laughs> yeah, there's. I don't know if there's much you could say uh, coming out of that one as a as a coach, but just got to got to play the games. Yep. Next up, we're gonna go to Auburn, a battle on the plains. Mississippi State Bulldogs coming into Auburn. Auburn is favored by five and a half at home. What do you got in Auburn? Yeah, I, I got Auburn covering here in, in winning the game. Obviously, I I feel like I've been pretty big on them the past few weeks. Felt like they're playing better and. I ultimately got them. I, th I think they have a chance of beating Alabama later on. We'll see how that goes, too. Okay. Yeah, I'm the same way. Auburn here. Auburn had a really rough outing against Texas A&M last Saturday. Obviously yep. only scoring a field goal. Bo Nix did not look good. I do think yep. he's going to have a bounce-back performance at home against a Mississippi State team coming off a tough, tough loss against Arkansas. Yeah. Um, next up, no. 
home and away for sure. I mean, the guys yeah. play different. So. so next up, don't have a line here, um, but Sanford going to Florida. Um, obviously, Florida coming off a tough loss against South Carolina. So we're not going to pick the spread, but I want to ask this. Does Dan Mullen survive this season at Florida? Is he the Florida coach in 2022? Um, I think he – well, I'll tell you what I think they should do. And I think he should, yeah. I think they should give him another another season there coming off what he did. But it's definitely not looking good at all. Obviously, no. this, I mean, if this was even a contest, he should be gone. But I, I think he will survive. He needs to watch his mouth, though. He's kind of saying a bunch of stupid stuff lately. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think barring an unforeseen loss, which, I mean, I wasn't expecting him to lose to South Carolina. But if they were to drop another game in the remaining remainder of their schedule, um, they've got Sanford this week at home. Then they have to travel to Missouri um, the next week and Florida State, of course, in their rivalry game at the end of the year. If they were to drop one of those games at Missouri or at home against Florida State, um, then I would really change my answer. But for now, I see them winning out, and Dan Mullen will get another shot next year. But his seat is really, really hot. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got a pick 'em. So even line in Columbia, Missouri. It's the battle of the Columbia schools. South Carolina going up to Missouri to play Mizzou. Um, what you got? South Carolina, Mizzou, even line. Yeah, I, I think South Carolina, Missouri hasn't really convinced me of anything this year. And I've lost when I've picked them. So I'm probably just going to go. I think, yeah, I think I'm riding with you, man. I think I'm picking South Carolina as well. South Carolina got a big win against Florida. Um, obviously, Missouri normally can't stop the run. Decided yeah. they wanted to change their ways against us last week. So I'm going to pick South Carolina. I think Shane Beamer's doing a really nice job. So next up, college game day, biggest game of the day in the SEC. Um, A&M traveling to Oxford to play Ole Miss. Currently A&M is favored by two and a half points on the road. Um, I'll start off here. Um, I do think A&M is going to win and cover the spread. I think A&M is playing right now the way everyone thought they would coming into the year, obviously coming off last year and almost making the playoff last year. It, man, it just makes you freaking wonder, how did A&M lose to Mississippi State? Because just think, had they not lost to Mississippi State right now, they would be in first place in the West, and we would be talking about playing them in Atlanta oh. in three weeks. So, man, just – That's great. Were, so yeah, much just, it's a story of their quarterback play. Like it's it's just been yeah. the inconsistent the games they've lost, it's just been extremely, extremely shaky. And then I mean they beat Alabama and Zach Calzada looked incredible, you know, and the last game they played, he looked you know, he looked good. Uh this one's this one's hard for me to pick though. This one is a huge game. I think mm-hmm. both you know, really believe in themselves, obviously, to kind of challenge uh in the West, even with the losses they have. And this one's really difficult for me to pick. I, I think A&M is the better team. Uh, mm-hmm. It's in Oxford, right? It is. Yeah, this one's, this one's hard. I think A&M's the better team, so I'm going to go with them. Uh, depend, but if Zach Calzada does not have, like, a a good game, I, I feel yeah. like this is a sour for them. 
Yeah. It all depends on from the health of Matt Corral. Um, if Matt, Matt Corral is able to run around and make plays with his feet, obviously then Ole Miss has got a shot. But if he's stationary back there with A&M's good D-line, it could be a long day. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to Nashville, uh, Kentucky, traveling to Vanderbilt. Kentucky's Kentucky. favored by 21. What you got there? Yeah, I got Kentucky. I'll, I'll never choose anything with Vanderbilt ever. I'm actually going to go against the grain here. I'm going to take Vandy to cover the 21, not to win the game outright. Oh, God. I am going to take them to cover 21 points. Uh, Kentucky just, ever since they lost to us, their season's been in a free fall. Um, It's it's basketball season in Lexington, needless to say. (laughs) Yeah. Finally, we've got Arkansas traveling on the road to Death Valley to play at LSU. Arkansas is favored by two and a half points. Um, I'm going to go Arkansas here. I think LSU was so, so close to giving us that upset upset win against Alabama last week. I just think that the team is just going to be emotionally drained coming off that heartbreaking loss. Yeah. Um, and I just think, I don't know, I just, at that point, just it's tough to get back up after being so close to pulling off such a massive upset. So I'm going to take Arkansas with the points here to win on the road. Yeah, you know, I can definitely see that. I, you know, I guess they fooled me because I know it was that screw it, you know, uh, Coach O's not going to be here next year attitude. Let's give it our all to try to beat Bama. You know, I think they definitely punched above their their weight there. But I actually went with LSU here. Uh, Arkansas is the team I think is a good team. Um but I think they've – and we've seen a few games this year they've lost. They've kind of struggled in. And I think they're going to get better. I really do. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not convinced still that they can go on the road and beat this team. Uh, we'll see. And, again, Max Johnson, has not, honestly, he's in the games he's played well and they've won. They've beaten some good teams. I just don't know this last game. He just looked awful. Uh, zero awareness. Zero just everything. Um uh, so I'm, I'm I'm hoping they can actually bounce back here. I, I actually got LSU though to actually win this game. That's my that's yeah, my okay. bet of the week. All right, man. Well, all right. So that's, I think that might be one of the only spots that we differ, other than Bandy and Kentucky. But we'll see. Uh, but with 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 that being said, that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Um, looking forward to another chance to watch the dogs on Saturday. We only got. We're only guaranteed, what, five more of these, three more regular season SEC title, and then fingers crossed for the playoff in the 90s. So the yep. season's getting into the home stretch. We're getting close to the end, and it's nice to still have a zero in the loss column. Hopefully um, that's that trend continues. We continue stacking up these Ws. Um, continue looking impressive doing it, as other teams in the country are not looking nearly as impressive as we are. So it's always yep. nice to – be number one and be playing the way that we are. But with that being said, I'm going to wrap it up here tonight. Derek, thanks again for coming on and and joining me this week. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Go dogs. Yeah. As always go dogs.